Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of the podcast. Jude and I hanging out and talking investing, finance, and retirement. And we're going to talk about couples and couples, the mistakes that couples make, Jude, because you know, I don't know about you and your missus, but me and my wife, we're always on the same page. We never <laughs> disagree about anything, right? Well, you got the perfect marriage then, my friend. Yeah, you know that I'm ain't not, right. I'm not that lucky. But hey, I, I you know, you said something I got to comment on. You sure. said retirement. You dragged it all out. Drag it out. And recently, we've come up with little gifts that okay. we give away uh, at our seminars. And they're a can of mints. And we had it branded. So it says retire on the front and then mints on the back. So it's retire mints. So I didn't know if you like happened to see that or what, but here you and I are on now, the same page. We're on the same page. We're, now, of course, folks, we're doing this over <laughs> Zoom. June and I are looking at each other on the webcams here. So we're in the uh, we're in the same zone, uh, apparently. No, I just totally just felt like saying it that way. So, <laughs> But now I do want a can of those mints. Though. I'm going to send you a can I, of retire mints. I, I think personally. so, yes. I, I autographed. Oh, autographed. Well. <laughs> nice. Sorry, folks, you can't have some. No, you probably can, but. Anyway, uh, but that's pretty cool. No, I like that. I like retirements. So very cute. Well, listen, hey, let's talk about couples, like I said. Okay. So same, getting the same page, Jude. A lot of times when you sit down with people, you know, we, we've joked before on the show that sometimes you got to wear multiple hats, right? And Absolutely. one of those is the marriage counselor hat, you know, so to speak. And I don't know if that changes your rate at all, but it probably should. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, uh, because sometimes people don't talk about these things until they're actually in front of an advisor. Uh, or, or maybe they didn't even think to talk about it until they were in front of an advisor. So let's go through some of the big ones uh, and how we can obviously get tripped up on that. Okay, love it. Let's let's do it. All right. So wrong choices on spousal benefit. Now this is getting less and less because less and less people have pensions. But do you see that when somebody comes in and they're like, "Hey, I want to take the more money," and you know, you kind of got to say, "Well, wait a minute. If we do that, we're eliminating the spouse." This is a big one, and you're right. Twenty years ago. Almost 70% of people had a pension uh, in America, and now that number is down to 14%. We still see them, but it's far less. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is that there are a number of options for the pension payout. And those of you who have pensions know that it's guaranteed income for life. The biggest mistake that I see is people sometimes choose the option that gives the highest amount of income. Well, that option also means that it will only pay until the the spouse that was working at that job is living. And then that's it. No more payments. Right. And so uh, that could be devastating. And in fact, I've, I've seen people who've come into the office who chose that, that option. And then, of course, the worst thing happened, the spouse prematurely passed away. And so the living spouse is devastated because that was a large chunk of their money. So there's this multiple strategies to try to make up because I understand what people are trying to do. People are trying to get the most amount of money they can in retirement. And I get that. But you need to, to be looking out for that spouse. And there's some strategies around possibly getting your cake and eating it too. Real quick, one of the strategies that we've used sometimes is to take that option, the the option that only covers the spouse until they pass away 
but then also buy a life insurance policy that when that spouse passes away, the life insurance will pay off and the living spouse will have that lump sum of money and could then have the income that they need to live the rest of their life. You got to do the math. Like my, my, my old friend used to say, you got to do the math and make sure it works. But that's just one of many strategies. Yeah. And you got to get on that same page with it. And so again, that's one of those places where sometimes couples haven't had that conversation. I talk to advisors all the time and I've definitely heard a lot of stories where, you know, the, the, maybe the husband took it without, you know, took, uh, left it off. And then she was not too happy about that. So, right. you know, you want to talk that through another place, Jude at number two here is coordinating the social security claiming strategy. Um, you know, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, social security put out a, you know, a little statement saying that the pandemic people retiring has changed the funding and now it's another year shorter and it gets people in a tizzy and they get all kind of panicked and they're like, well, let's just turn it on at 62. Let's do it now so that we get whatever we can get or, you know, whatever panic mode you go into. And that's not really a strategy, especially if you're married, you guys want to have a kind of a, a coalesce there thing going on so that you can kind of really maximize this. Because this is big dollars. It is big dollars. And if you look at Social Security over the average lifespan of a couple, Mm -hmm. it could equate to over a million dollars. And so not coordinating that will could leave a living spouse when the one spouse passes away, could live the living spouse in great jeopardy. I tell you, one of the things that I see quite often, and this is not always the case, but very often... One spouse has made a considerable amount of more money over their career. And Social Security is based on how much money you've made over your career. Right. So the 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 other spouse who made less, if the spouse that made more passes away, the living spouse will, the widow will continue to receive the higher of the two Social Securities. Mm-hmm. Well, why does that mean anything? Well, it means something if the higher of the two earners passes away prematurely and took the early social security because that amount is the least amount that they will get over the lifetime of that person. Right. So now instead of uh, waiting until full social security age or the maximum social security age of 70, now you're locked into this low amount that the widowed spouse will receive for the rest of her life. And again, it's just so important to coordinate, to meet with a financial advisor and discuss what are the options. Yep. No, exactly. And and all of these things wind up being the case. And again, you know, not to say you never talk about these with your spouse, but if we're being honest, it's not exactly the, you know, fantastic dinner conversation to say, hey, honey, let's talk about Social Security claiming strategy tonight. So oftentimes it very is. Uh, the early times that they're having these chats when they first sit down and talk with an advisor, or they just didn't even know to talk with an advisor about it. So, uh, and that's why we're doing this list. So we're going to do another one here. We've got number three, um, actually just the concept Jude of talking about what in the heck do we want to do in retirement? Now this oh one seems God. a little strange because you'd think, wait a minute, my wife and I, <laughs> we talk about what we want to do in retirement, but you'd be surprised how many people generalize, really, really generalize and not really dive into what that actually means. Well, I want to play golf. Well, I want to travel. I hear that one. (laughs) Right. And it's like, well, what is, okay, fine. But how much golf, how much travel? There's like, you know, there's minutiae into that. Look, uh, I I talk to prospective clients all the time about this one because 
outside of doing the math, that's what we do. But you're so right in the beginning. We also see so many people and help so many people retire. We've seen the pros and cons of not having that discussion of what we're going to do in retirement. Right. And often when I talk to clients, I say, you know, there's three phases of your retirement. There's the the go-go years when you just retired and you you're free at last, right? You know, you want to travel, you want to play golf, you want to hang out with the kids, you want to dance, you want to do it all, right? Then there's the slow-go years. Well, you're, you're taking it down a notch. You know, right. you're still doing some of those things, but not as much. And then there's the no-go years where, you know, you probably need a little assistance. But the interesting thing is that couples rarely talk about it. They're just looking toward that date as the finish line. And I'll give you a great, for instance, one of my top clients, one of the spouses was a, a top executive and traveled probably 200 days out of the year. Oh, wow. I mean, this person was always on a plane. And great couple, they came to all our client events, they dragged, they joked, they had a good time together. And then the traveling spouse retired, the spouse that was uh, the homemaker was still was still there. Mm -hmm. And then when they were together 24 seven, they didn't know what to do with each other. And we were doing a review for them at one time. And the 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 spouse that recently retired, walked out of the room to use the restroom and the spouse that was the homemaker, she said to me, Jude, you got to find something for him to do. I can't take him 24 seven. Get him so out of my house. You got to have these conversations. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. Get him out of my house. You know, yeah. uh, that's exactly what I can hear my wife saying it already. Uh, so yeah, I mean, again, you've got to have these chats and not just the kind of general around the way. That's a great place to start, right? Right. But you really want to start to dive into that. You know, how do the grandkids live away? How often are we going to try to see them? Is yeah. it just holidays or are we going to be trying to do, you know, I was talking with a, an advisor, Jude, a couple of weeks ago, and he said that uh, he had some clients that generalized that and said, well, we want to go see the grandkids a couple states away or whatever. And the husband had said, well, we're going to go on the major holidays, right? You know, we're going to go to Christmas, we're going to go birthday, blah, blah, blah. Well, the wife comes back to him after and later on and says, no, I want to go once a month. I'm going to go solo mm. once a month. And he's like, okay, well, that changes things in the planning, right? So not that they, she can't do it. Right. Advisor says, I'm happy to accommodate, but I need to make adjustments so that we know what we're doing. You know, those kinds of things, that's where we're really where the details come into play. So absolutely, just right. bear that in mind, folks. All right, number four, the coordination. Now, we talked about coordinating Social Security, Jude. What about coordinating um, individual accounts like uh, her 401k and your IRA and so on and so forth, right? Kind of putting those together so that they can kind of like the Social Security so that they can work together, I guess, in a way. Because you're not merging the accounts, right? You're just doing no, a strategy. You're, you're, you're so right, though, because couples typically each have their own IRA, the couples that we work with, right. or they each have their 401k before they retire. Right. And one spouse may have a pension option where they could take a lump sum or take the income for the rest of their life. And so when you sit down and look at all of these accounts, you really have to begin with the end in mind and saying, this is the income that I think I need to be able to live the lifestyle that I've been accustomed to. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we back in and make all these accounts work for us? Because you're no longer getting that paycheck. Your paycheck is all the money that you've accumulated. But now these dollars that, that have been in different categories, we have to kind of figure out a way to make it most efficient and to look at potential tax ramifications, right. yeah. longevity. 
And so it's so important to, to look at all of the benefits, all of the accounts and coordinate them. Yeah. And again, this is this whole podcast can be kind of summed up into strategy or coordination. And anybody mm-hmm. who's been married for any uh, longer than a month <laughs> could yeah. certainly say that, you know, strategy and coordination goes a long way, even especially, Jude, if you guys are opposites, right? Because so many of us are married to a, a spouse that's different from us. So my wife's a big planner. She likes to, you know, we were on vacation, took a vacation last week and things kept falling. We originally had big plans to go to Europe for my 50th birthday. You know, obviously COVID, all that kind of changed. And so our plans kind of started meandering, meandering a little bit, excuse me, started meandering around. And she didn't like that, right? It makes her, it makes her nervous because there's no plan. I can just kind of go with the flow. And so a lot of times couples are that way when we're talking about retirement or whatever the case is. One is usually one way, one is usually another. And risk is where I'm the long way I'm around that bush to get to here is that risk is where we see that often is that one person in the marriage is like, Hey, let's take chances with our mm-hmm. money. And the other person's like, I'm not taking any chances with our money. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. One, one quick thing that I've noticed uh, couples don't understand. If you have a 401k and an IRA, mm-hmm. there's something called required minimum distributions. And people, sometimes people believe to meet their requirement minimum distributions, they can just take all the money out of one account, either the 401k or the IRA. No, that is not the case. Let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you have both a 401k and an IRA, you've got to calculate the RMD for both accounts separately. So those are just some of the little things that you may not know because you're running your day-to-day life. It's good to talk to a financial advisor or an accountant to get these things under control. No, that's a good tip for that that prior one. Absolutely. So um, with risk, again, same kind of thing, right? So you're wanting to strategize it out because if you are in two different worlds, risk-wise, that can make for some, you know, interesting conversations. Rarely, I've been doing this for over 25 years, rarely do I meet a couple that they're on the same page as far as risk. Right. And, it, and it's not necessarily male or female. No. It just is a personality thing. Some people are okay with taking risks. They've made great returns. Other people have a, a, a story of how they lost some money early on and they're now really conservative. And so I, I'm really the mediator in a lot of these meetings with the clients trying to figure out, you do have to take a certain amount of risk because you've got to grow your money while you're in retirement. Mm-hmm. You can't be totally risk-free. But you also have to take smart risks. You can't go swinging for the fences now that you're in the distribution phase of your life. Right. So it's, it's our job to kind of mediate that and make sure everybody's on the same page. Well, and at the end of the day, Jude, again, that's one of the hats that you wear, right? So when you come down, when you sit within a financial advisor, financial professional like Jude or you know, whomever you might be working with, these are some of the things they should be going through with you on that. And if they're not, Jude, I think that's where it becomes important to have a conversation or maybe get a second opinion or whatever that looks like, because there's so many little things to retirement. It's not just the X's and O's of the dollars and the cents. And yes, that's important, but there's all these other little fine details that really make up a good, a good advisor in my book. Absolutely. And I, and I see it all the time because none of our clients uh, who come to us did not previously have a financial advisor. Every client that we have had a financial advisor before they worked with us. And so Oftentimes, there are things that were missing in their plan or discussions that weren't have. 
And that's why we we look at our our firm as a holistic financial planning firm. Right. We're going to look at every aspect from taxes to insurance to long-term care to risk and some of the things that you may not necessarily speak to a financial advisor about, like what the heck are you going to do in retirement? Yeah, exactly. How are you going to spend your time? And so I, I think that's what makes up a good financial advisor. Yeah. And, and having that person there, I think the other value, Jude, and we've said this many times before, is the sounding board aspect. Because somebody can reach out to you, like that lady that you told the story, she can say, Jude, get him out of the house. He's driving me nuts, right? <laughs> you know, you're not going to get that with a robo advisor. And you may not get that with a firm that you don't feel comfortable with. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a, a real value in having that comfort uh, with the person that you're working with. You know, so it's not just the the credentials, which are super important, Absolutely. but it's also that rapport and that getting along with them. So there you go, folks. Those are mistakes that couples can make when it comes to retirement planning, uh, and that's again why you want to work with an advisor who can also you know start to really kind of get you know to get to know you guys and kind of be that sounding board and and maybe occasionally a marriage counselor. So if you got questions, you need help, you should know what to do. But if not, reach out to Jude, give him a call before you take any action. You always want to check with a qualified professional like Jude and his team at Centrist Financial Strategies, 800-779-4592. I said it right, 800-779-4592. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, and all that stuff. You can find it all at PlanWise Retire Free Podcast. Dot com. That's planwise retirefreepodcast.com. Jude, my friend, see you next time. Thanks for hanging out with me. Hey, always enjoy it. We'll catch you next time here on the show with Jude and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement on PlanWise Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.